Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Your Vibes Podcast. Everybody's got a vibe and a story to tell. Here's this one. I hope you enjoy. Alright, hey, we are live, sound's picking up. I uh, hope everybody's doing okay out there today. I've got a, um, a different mic. I've got six people in here today from the Downtown Dixon Association. I thought um, it would be a great idea to bring everybody together kind of post-festival while it's still fresh on our minds and um, just talk about it, talk some things out, uh, let the kind of the audience know as far as um, you know, how the kind of the role of DDA and, and kind of how it was built up and, and, and chat all the way up until um, you know the the genesis of, of this street festival and then we'll go over some highlights of the festival and uh, some things that uh, that everybody in the DDA did to to really bring this incredible thing together for the community and um, Dixon County and surrounding as well too and uh, so I just wanted to get some kind of first-hand um, notes and some conversation going with the people that were boots on the ground for this whole thing so uh, I guess we can go around and we'll introduce that way everybody knows who's here uh, and then we'll kind of, I guess, kick it back to you, Esther, and then we can kind of build up from there. So uh, first off, I'm Michael Shepard. Um, I am an associate non-voting member of the DDA, so I am just uh, like to be um, involved and help in any way I can and, and kind of know what's going on, and especially in the downtown area with the growth that it's having and um, just want to support in any way I can that growth. So, Amanda. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm the owner of Pumphrey and & Beard, and I'm the DDA secretary. Uh, I'm Esther Wood. I am the DDA president, and I also own Xander's Pizza in downtown Dixon. I'm Stephanie Bilderback. I own Sassy Pop Boutique, and I am the marketing officer in the Downtown Dixon Association. I'm Sherry Hushi. Uh, I am the membership coordinator for the DDA and also um, co-owner of Freedom Real Estate Experts. Right. I'm Mike Fushi. I'm also co-owner of Freedom Real Estate Experts in uh, Mulberry Mills and um, I'm serving as the treasurer for the DDA. I am Elizabeth Dodson. I own Boardable 615, and I am the vice president of the DDA. Newly elected vice president. Everybody's newly elected. Yeah, yeah. That is very true. Everybody's, yeah. newly elected. Oh, everybody's newly elected, and uh, it's a good crew. So I joined, I guess, three months ago, really. So I jumped in right on the um, I guess the riding that wave of the street festival and um, have been welcomed with open arms as well as have all the other what 60 something members 63 members I think that it's kind of that now 64 members now so uh, DDA has grown quite a bit in the past couple of years and I guess I'll turn it over to Esther to kind of build up uh, kind of where that growth started um, and then we'll we'll go from there sure um well, kind of DDA in its current form, the way that we have the organization, um, I would say that our particular group, had the inception of that would have been 2019 in the fall of um, 2019. But we have always had, you know, some kind of merchant group or association going on in downtown Dixon for the last, you know, 30 or 40 years, to my knowledge, that has always been run, you know, by various groups of, you know, community-minded individuals. Um, and I was approached in 2016, shortly after we opened, to kind of take over this uh, coordinator position for trying to get 
you know, an association going. And at that time I was the new kid on the block. And so didn't really know what I was doing or didn't want to make too many waves. Um, but we started having meetings and, and planning, you know, events that have always happened downtown, like the Christmas uh, in downtown Dixon, things like that. And as we kind of got momentum and started to get this new influx due to the revitalization and just the way, you know, things were going in the economy, we had all these new businesses popping up. So in 2019 is when we really got our legs kind of under us and started talking about actually forming an official uh, downtown Dixon Association because at that time, anything that had been there previously had been dissolved. So uh, we were really excited about that and we voted on that. And the goal was to get started, you know, in full swing in the beginning of 2020. And then for the life of me, I can't remember, something happened in the spring of 2020. No idea what that was. No idea what that was. That just kind of put everybody's plans on hold. So we really didn't get really kind of into what we were doing until I would say the fall of 2020. And that's when um, I kind of met the current group that's here, started coming, opening businesses, being involved in the downtown association. and at that point, I had been the coordinator for a couple of years, and there, uh, you know, had just been trying to get something going and had felt a lot of obstacles. But I was really excited because Stephanie came alongside and, you know, just really helped encourage me to, you know, keep going. And she was basically like, well, if you'll run for, if we can get this officially going and you'll <laughs> run for president, I can probably talk some people into helping you. <laughs> So I thought about it for a while and I was like, okay, I'll, uh, let's, let's, let's try and do this for real this time. So we did, we uh, formed the association, um, act, you know, actually got it done in the spring, in this, the spring of 2021 and then had our elections and voted. And then of course, you know, Amanda came on as secretary and Elizabeth is my vice president. Both of them are amazing. Uh, Stephanie, her marketing genius has been an absolute asset to have. Uh, we went from posting like once every three months to posting much more consistently <laughs> and beautiful posts that she does. And then of course, um, Michael offering to take over um, as the treasurer has been a huge help and then Sherry coordinating membership so it was a lot of hats where uh, one one or two people were trying to get some stuff down and now we have a whole team of people and uh, like Sherry um, and you Michael mentioned a minute ago our membership has skyrocketed from just a few people in 2016 when we weren't actually an association to in 2020 when we formed um, having 18 members last year and then this year all the way up to 60 uh, 64. So I'm really excited about the direction it's going. And um, anybody who is in the you know downtown district can become a member of the Downtown Dixon Association. Um, we are just community minded. Anyone in the downtown district can can become a member of the Downtown Dixon Association. But um, yeah, so I don't know if anybody else has I, I kind of monopolized that portion. No, of that was good. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was yeah. So, in the DDA, the, the Downtown Dixon Association isn't just reserved for Main Street. Can you tell us the parameters of, are there parameters for what qualifies as downtown Dixon? Yeah, we loosely have um, anybody in anybody in the county could be an associate member, which would be a non-voting member, kind of like a friends of downtown. If you just wanted to come and have um, a voice and hear what's going on and be a part of it, you know, we're welcome to, to anybody who wants to be a part of that. Uh, so we do have our associate member for that, which is a non-voting membership. Um, and then the membership is open to anyone who is what is in what we consider to be the downtown district, which is kind of what the city has designated mm-hmm. as downtown. So, uh, 
So there's 64 members at the moment. Do we know, do we have an, an idea as how many downtown businesses there are total to kind of fill that void? Do we... We have an estimate is probably over about 100 to 120, I believe, okay. that we have counted preliminary. Um, okay. We need to, um, Sherry can probably tell you more. She's done a lot more um, kind of footwork on that. Um, yeah, that's about right right now. Um, we're still trying to go behind in different catacombs of Dixon in the back alleys and that kind of thing and find the different various businesses that make the perimeter that we have. But um, we, that's right on the estimate for the actual downtown business owners and then we have associate members that are increasing all the time that are outside that are, we probably have about maybe what seven of those now yeah oh cool yeah cool so if if one were to want to join the dda um as a voting member a downtown business owner uh what are some of the benefits i guess that they can get out of their membership uh from through the association well, they'll uh, be privy to what goes on in our meetings when it comes to event planning and ideas. They would be able to um, have a say, even as not a voting member. They could still, you know, uh, talk about ideas and hear what's going on, and of course participate, be volunteers for those types of events that we're trying to be put on. Um, you know, help uh, just gather uh, sponsorships for various events. Um, they would have the opportunity to serve, you know, even on committees and various things that we have. So it would be kind of like if you want to know what's going on in downtown Dixon, you're the kind of person who wants to, you know, I want to know what's going on, what's cool, what's happening. Um, it, it would absolutely be something worthwhile to have. And you get to see the ins and outs on how things work. How do we come to some of the decisions that we make? Um, how are we uh, choosing the types of events that we put on? And we love the community feedback on that, you know, because we don't want it to just be, you know, what the downtown association necessarily assumes the community wants. Because the purpose, our mission statement, is to give back to the community. Uh, the Downtown Dixon Association, we're not any kind of... Um, HOA or anything like that. We're not here to police other businesses or each other or the community. What we really want to be here for is to beautify the downtown area, to bring tourism and other types of events to downtown to drive business, um, not just for the business owners, but for the community. So there's more to do, there's more to see, there's more to eat, there's more to play, um, and it's good for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think uh, to the point of you want to know what the community thinks, I think as the association builds, you can kind of get on the front end of that with more members because you're not going to have as many people, I guess, on the outside just responding to whatever the DDA does. They're going to actually, if you become a member uh, or an associate member, um, you're going to be able to play a role in that planning process. That way, when the finished product is, is out and rolled out and active, then uh, you're going to have has had as much I guess, input from those that are going to be involved on the front end. And so things will run a little smoother that way as well, too. Absolutely. No, that's absolutely cool. correct. Cool. Um, it's, it's a great association. There are several, you know, a couple boards in town uh, that I think are extremely crucial to this community. Um, it's a short list and DDA is one of them. I mean, obviously the downtown area of any town at all is going to be the heartbeat of that town. Everything, you know, spreads out from the downtown area and the more eyes on downtown we can get just like you said we can get um you know more shopping more restaurants you know more activities things like that as well too and the more that we can promote that um via activities or things that we may have coming up for christmas or halloween or any other kind of holiday that you're drawing people in from out of town um 
you know, I, most of y'all probably know that uh, some of the largest downtown business commercial owners are from out of Nashville, you know, um, have come in in just the past five years and have bought up several swaths of, of property, old and new. Um, so it's already starting to, Dixon's already starting to spread its wings out. I mean, the location alone, you know, 45 minutes west of Nashville, hour south of Clarksville, hour north of Columbia, and the last set of lights before Jackson. I mean, it's a it's an oasis here, and, and I think people are starting to realize it and to have this association in place uh, to be able to kind of coordinate the madness of things going on is, is extremely important. So um, so I think we were chatting before, you know, and, and you, you've done a fine job describing what the DDA is and kind of where it's come from and what the role is and, and how to get involved. So... Um, now that it is kind of established and, and memberships are growing, uh, why don't we kind of, I, I think that given uh, the, the COVID deal last year, obviously everybody was kind of in a lull and we, um, you know, it was like a rubber band that we had pulled back so tight and we just shot out of the cannon with this, with this street festival. So um, whoever wants to jump in and kind of um, say kind of how that originated, where the thought process came from that, and, and um, then I'd like to really kind of get into some details with Stephanie and, and a few others as far as kind of the marketing campaign and how you all source sponsors and stuff like that as well too. But yeah, if you want to just kind of start where the, the genesis of the street festival came from. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, we have one of the things, you know, that the DDA wants to do is put on events because that, that absolutely drives tourism, drives people downtown. I don't think I mentioned it earlier, but we are absolutely a nonprofit organization. None, none of the money that's raised or sponsored through the uh, association goes to us or directly to the businesses. It all goes towards coordinating these types of events for the community. Um, and so we had talked about doing some kind of summer festival back in 2019, um, slotted for potentially 2020 we didn't have you know anything real uh, concrete at that time it was just more we'd love to do something for fourth of july because downtown dixon specifically you know the city of dixon doesn't really do a large fourth of july type event so we wanted to do something and that's kind of where the idea came from and then of course that didn't happen in 2020 because of the pandemic um and then in the fall of uh 2020, we started to, uh, that's when I met another member who came on board, um, Seth at Wayfaring Events, and we started having those conversations. And uh, then in the spring, we kind of circled back around, the DDA did, to having that, wanting to do some kind of big summer event, because we were all ready for it at that point, having gone through 2020. Um, so I started talking to him about that um, with some of the experiences that he had had, and he wanted to do an event as well. So we kind of... Um, had him come on board as kind of the coordinator for the event that we were doing, uh, the, the Downtown Dixon Association put on, that we coordinated with Wayfaring Events to put on the uh, Dixon Street Festival. So we were super excited because it was an event that the um, members of the DDA had already been talking about and wanting to do. And so it was nice to be able to um, have people come alongside who were willing to really help um, kind of flesh out that vision. And then, you know, we were able to, as a group, implement it. So... Once you kind of got that ship sailed as far as the idea goes, uh, what were the, I guess, the first couple steps? I know I think, um, I don't know who had roles prior to the conception of the idea, but, um, you know, what were what were some of the steps thinking, okay, this is going to happen. What do we need to do? So what were, uh, you know, I guess a couple things that really laid the foundation um, post-decision of doing the festival to put the people in place to make the thing, to make it work? 
Well, uh, definitely, we had to have our elections first. <laughs> we had to put so people. We, we had, had to get the officers first. <laughs> it was like festival officers, actual festival. Yeah. It's it was backwards, but whatever. <laughs> Not really backwards. You have this grandiose idea. And like, all right. All right. Now, what do we hold do? Hold on. We got to be official real quick. We yeah. got to get legit. So, uh, I guess we had the, you had the elections, right? Put everybody in the, in the place Kinda that they like, needed to be. Oh, this is going to be a huge event. We probably need to designate responsibilities and get people in position so this can run smoother, right? Absolutely. So, all of that happened kind of in one period of time, but it helped us figure out which role needed to take over different aspects of the festival planning, yeah? Absolutely. Um, and, of course, um, you know, Seth helped coordinate the vendors and the day of portion of the event. Um, but, um, like, Stephanie coordinated a lot of our marketing, or excuse me, all of our marketing for the event. <laughs> uh, Stephanie coordinated um, all of that, which is a huge component when you're trying to get the word out for an mm-hmm. event. And then, of course, we had to have sponsorships for the event, which Elizabeth and I worked on getting, um, and Amanda as well, trying to find, you know, how we were going to to fund this type of event because we wanted to do we had to have a certain amount of money to put on um, each one of the stages that we wanted to do for music and then of course money for some various other expenses that were going to come up for permits and things like that and then we had um, the biggest expense of course which was fireworks Um, so we knew there was no way we could put it on ourselves without the sponsorship and so we're really grateful to the people who who partnered with us via sponsorships to put that on um, that was extremely exciting. So Elizabeth really helped head that up in addition to um, doing the kid zone um, and working on trying to get some of the some of the different vendors that we had that were kid friendly um, kind of you know brought in. Uh, she was hugely helpful on that. Um, Amanda helped with the banners and with other um, with you know getting our meeting minutes, trying to keep us organized on track on how everything was. And then of course, if it wasn't for Michael, we would not have known how much we needed or had <laughs> or could spend <laughs> or yeah, could spend <laughs> so and then um even through all of the excitement from that sherry was able to drum up a whole bunch of you know additional membership because of the word via the um via the festival the word got out from the downtown dixon association so we were meeting you know it seemed we were talking almost every day and we were meeting you know once or twice a week and it was just a constant state of well what needs to happen today or this week you know what permits need to be pulled or who needs to be called or uh we have you know one sponsor who wasn't able to do something and then we were able to fill them with other sponsors and so we were just super excited and very very busy and amidst of all of that you know running our own families and businesses and uh we had a great time but yes it, it was a lot of fun yeah and and there's so many moving parts and pieces to the whole thing and i just want everybody to kind of really know i mean i've i've been on um several boards that have planned larger events nothing of this size at all but um i i think a true appreciation can can be birthed out of this uh once people kind of hear what goes on in the background i mean Obviously, I mean, how many people ended up coming? Do you know? Is there an estimate number? The estimate that I have is probably between seven and 8,000. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's massive. So, and a, and a large portion of those people were local. I talked to a lot of people who brought family in town, you know, and obviously it's from Hickman and uh, Humphreys and all those counties as well, too. But, you know, those seven to 8,000 people, there was this core group of like 12, you know, or however many that were at the meetings consistently. And, and pushing this thing forward that really had were boots on the ground and and uh, you know I don't I think you can be in awe of the festival and realize this turned out great but there's even more appreciation to be had knowing how much work 
went into it on the front end. So um, I guess, Stephanie, kind of to you, I would like to know a little bit about uh, the marketing efforts on here. I know last time you were on the podcast, you, you told me about uh, Sassy Pop and kind of how you had a cadence um, starting off and, and then still do as well. So uh, what did you find kind of an effective way to go about marketing the event? Sure. So again, being new into the position and jumping into the social media with both Instagram and Facebook was definitely fun to try and get the algorithm changed from the irregular posting time to a more consistent posting time. And uh, that's what I did with my own boutique uh, pages. And I'm doing that right now with the Downtown Dixon Association. But throughout the event um, and leading up to it anyway, making sure that we were posting the amazing graphics that we had done by Andy Smith at Quill and Hatchet. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. so talented. And just ensuring that we were posting those to lead up for more excitement to come and, and sharing the word of when the festival was. We had lots of questions throughout the time um, surrounding those graphics, which was wonderful because you, you post a graphic and you hope that you're going to get engagement from that graphic in social media, right? And they're asking questions like, when's it going to be? When are the fireworks going to be? What day is it going to be? Everybody was pretty excited about it, it seemed. Now, um, just ensuring that we effectively utilized different hashtags and uh, regularly posted to where everybody was knowing that the festival was going to happen. But also being that it was newer and something that I was jumping into in this role, there's a lot that I'm going to change next year and a lot more um, different areas that I'm going to want to reach out to to try and promote the festival. Did I just let out the, the cat out of the bag that we're going to do it again <laughs> next year? <laughs> because uh, we plan to do it again next year. And uh We've learned so much, so I think it's going to be exciting to see the different areas uh, we can market in beyond just our own social media. So that's my answer. Yeah, and I know you put together, I mean, I, I, was seeing, I was seeing it all over the place, so you obviously were putting forth a lot of effort, and I can't even imagine uh, the amount of you know direct messages and, and other messages that you were getting just about the event possible and having to kind of delegate that to whoever could answer. So you were kind of the gatekeeper uh, of the whole situation and um, obviously did a, a, a bang-up job of, of that as well too, just judging by how many people showed up. So, um, so obviously, as you had mentioned, a big part of the festival was uh, sponsorships. So you were in charge, Elizabeth, of the sponsorships, is that right? Negative. Uh, negative. <laughs> Who was in charge of the We all were. Project? We all were. We all reached out to the community. Um, I personally like to, I'm a foot traffic person, so I, I walked around to all the businesses in downtown Dixon and talked to them and invited them to the festival and to be a part of it, and Esther sent out some emails, and it was a, it was a joint effort on all the parts from all of our connections here in Dixon, the people that we've met that wanted to be a part of this wonderful festival. Cool. It was really exciting that we had a lot of downtown businesses who were sponsors for the event, um, which, you know, I've come to know the downtown crew and they're wonderful, wonderful people down there. And so it was really exciting that so many downtown businesses wanted to sponsor the event. But I will also say that we had businesses who weren't downtown who Mm -hmm. also wanted to sponsor, which was also exciting to us um, because it just shows, you know, we're definitely wanting to promote the entire community. Yes, we are the downtown Dixon Mm -hmm. Association, but we want to be as much... um, a you know the heart of Dixon in general as we can be and to draw from that and partner with 
people from all over Dixon County. So we were really excited. And if I could, I just wanted to especially thank like Logan's Roadhouse and Dow Tile, mm. um, who really helped sponsor the fireworks portion of it, um, and, it and also Xander's Pizza. But um, and then also Fuzzles and um, Batson, Batson, Batson Phillips, Phillips yeah. who sponsored uh, the event, and then TriStar Bank, who also did. So we had a lot of partnerships there who were who put in you know quite a bit to, to really um, help make the event come to fruition. So. Sure. And they'll yeah we'll we'll take money from anybody that wants to give yeah, us absolutely. money in order to make something Woo! happen. You don't necessarily have to be a downtown business owner. So um, yeah, and I you know and uh, I I was just overwhelmed by the support, you know, not just in person, but financially as well, too. Uh, to pull something off like this is not cheap, um, and to have a full community county support on that is awesome. So um, I guess when, and I kind of want to build this dichotomy a little bit of of kind of people who may have been resistant prior to that you were hearing to the event, and then maybe get a little feel for how they felt post, if anybody followed up with it. But we'll fill, we'll fill in the day of the event. Um, kind of in between that. So when you were sourcing these sponsorships, were you meeting resistance from business owners or anybody saying, I don't even want this to happen or I don't know how it's going to go or was everybody pretty much on board from the start? I think that there was pretty much on board from the start, but yes, there was a little resistance. Not necessarily, I don't want to do this, but how are you going to make this work? Um, from the follow-up that I've done between the businesses downtown, everyone seemed to have had a really good day um, that Saturday of the festival and want to be a bigger part of it next year. The amount of messages that I've received, yeah. how can I help next year? How can I be a part of this next year? I only think that from a sponsorship standpoint that it's easily going to double once it was yeah. successful. People are like, all right, well, they did it. So now we'll... Wasn't a train wreck. Sure, we'll join I'm not going to be an early adapter yes, on yeah, this yeah. one. But. It was just change. And yeah. Once they saw that, like the change was okay, it was well received. Mm-hmm. Cool. Something I encountered with a few the few people I talked to that sponsored anyway, um, which were thankful for all the people, but I only had a, a hand in a small amount. But a, a lot of people were worried that the donations were too small. No donation mm-hmm. is ever too small. Donations are accepted for this event in any form or fashion, and we're thankful for them. Is really what the message was I was trying to get across. So absolutely, that's yeah. true. Anybody can be a part of the event. You know, whether it's a five dollar donation or or a much larger donation, anything in the middle of that was helpful, and we were very happy to have that from the community all the way around. We had several individuals who just wanted to donate, not just businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and little amounts add up as well too. I mean, you source, you know, fifty bucks from. 30 different places, exactly. you know, I mean, that all adds up and, you know, that takes a big chunk of cost out of, uh, you know, however you all want to do the t-shirts or flyers or what printing costs or paying Andy or whatever, you know, however all that worked, um, you know, there's, you know, there's several handfuls of different vendors and different suppliers that need to get paid in any amount, you know, helps out with that as well too. So speaking of those t-shirts, Houseblend gave us an amazing donation. So oh, we can make those possible. Park on that Everyone cool. loved those cool. t-shirts. Yeah, they they're were awesome. Amazing. Sold out quick too. How many do we end up having left? 50. Wow. Out of how many? 300? Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And what was cool too is we, this was our first year doing the t-shirts and there was a very positive response on those. But we actually opened up the t-shirt sales to the business owners first to get them for... Well, to DDA members first. To DDA members, excuse me, first to get them for their staff. And we had such a positive 
We sold out of smalls and mediums before we ever opened it up to the public. I was going to say, I think also the t-shirts were like kind of very last minute, a mm-hmm. last minute decision. And next year they'll be like even more successful because we'll have like proper planning and time to yeah. like adequately advertise that we have them even. Shout out yeah. to Goalpost for Absolutely. two Not weeks before the event, knocking it out and having them. We picked them up, I think, this Saturday yeah. before the event. That's awesome. Yeah. And it kept it local, too. I know there were some conversations about pricing and stuff, outsourcing, but uh, kudos to you guys for, for keeping that local. I know the cost was a little high, but, hell, you sold 250 of them, you know, at 20 bucks a pop. So uh, money made back on that one and some left over for some vintage T-shirts or something, you know, that you could maybe use at an auction or sell next year or something, you know, for a discounted price. So, um, all right, cool. So we're well, let's say we're at the event the day of, gates open at 9, here come the vendors. <laughs> mayhem starts you know of everybody getting set up and everything um i I would kind of want to go through and and maybe uh, just highlight a couple of some really good things that happened that day uh some things that people saw that were maybe a little out of the ordinary or um something they weren't expecting you know good things of course and um you know and then we can kind of use that to kind of finish off where we're going to go you know from here forward so i know i got there at like 9 30 uh it was just riding up and down on my one wheel asking anybody if they needed help you know getting stuff out of cars or whatever it may be and there was a huge support uh you know from other dda members helping that as well too and uh, i was thoroughly surprised that it actually was all set up and ready to go by noon i, I couldn't got there at 5 a.m and yeah. there were... <laughs> she hadn't slept in about three days <laughs> and yeah. there were people already there setting up like the infrastructure of it it cool. was a little i was impressed mm-hmm. what time did you get there i was there around 5 a.m you, know, you, had, you had to open oh, yeah. that day. Yeah, side note, Amanda <laughs> opened her business the day of the uh, the festival. If you and... had seen her business the Friday before to you, <laughs> oh, yeah. she hammered it out. <laughs> we went through final on Friday. Wow. Yeah, like the fire marshal came in and was like, it was it was a lot. <laughs> the Monday before, I didn't even have walls. Wow. Or and plumbing. Blew it out of the water. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. Yeah, you know, the morning of the that. event, uh, Holly Grantham of the Healing Room and I got up at about 3.30, got to the Mulberry Mill parking lot at 4 to block it off for some additional vendors, and we made sure to walk over to Pumphrey and Beard to take a <laughs> selfie outside because we wanted her to know that her business looked beautiful. We're so excited for it to open the day of the festival. So I really think cool she stuff. was, like, flabbergasted that I responded to her She did. Because she I responded. See you in a minute. So yeah, of course. So we had what 110, 120 vendors, something around there. Yes, we did. Um, it was really exciting to see, uh, and we had some really quality vendors as well. Um, that that is one area that I, I was just really excited about. You know, we had some great local people. You know, things that were things that I would have loved, you know, to have myself, you know, like little fairies, little fairy house. <laughs> Elizabeth is still making fun of me because I was very taken with the little fairy house um, booth, which she found hysterical. Uh, but yes, like little fairy houses, but they were legitimately good fairy houses. I, I saw they were fabulous, like fairy mansions. They were fairy mansions and I need several more of them to hang in my trees. I, I 
But yes, so we had some exciting um, event. I was super excited, you know, to see um, like all the woodworking, you know, uh, vendors that we had. And then, of course, uh, the entire uh, selection that we had of our food vendors, which was super exciting to have Mm -hmm. the different food trucks that were there. Speaking of food, too, from what I heard from all the restaurants, they did fabulous. And having the food trucks didn't take away from their business. And then all the food trucks all sold out. They yeah they so, did a too. lot of the food yeah. trucks sold out. And there yeah. was such a variety from you know uh, Miss Nancy's Backwoods Cafe. Yeah, her butter chicken was fabulous. Yeah. And then you have you know hot dogs on the other end and hot wheels and barbe- hot wheels yeah, sandwiches and some barbecue and pizza. Yeah, so it's it's so great because I know that that was a concern that sure. food trucks were gonna. Hamper, I can't think of the word. Hamper. Thanks. I was like, hamper, damper, which one is it? <laughs> the pamper. <laughs> oh, jeez. Maybe pamper. Um, they were going to put a damper on the restaurants that were there, but really it all just worked together. And the beer gardens, guys. Oh, oh the yeah. beer gardens, the beer yeah. Gardens. That was exciting. Three beer gardens. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you were able to come yeah. to the festival or not, if you don't get motion sickness, you should go to the Downtown Dixon Facebook page and look at the three lives that I did because there's a mm. lot of things you can see that happened during the festival that I would zoom in on and talk to you about and uh, show you. You could see some of the vendors in action and we had stopped into some of the stores it was a lot of fun to kind of see that because I wanted to show everybody who hadn't come out or maybe wasn't going to come out what they were missing, right? Yeah. So that was that got a lot of good feedback on doing those lives. I might do those again. Yeah, absolutely. I had the same I had the same feedback. I was just adding to my story all day long and mm-hmm. I had so many people like, Oh, I've been following you on Facebook since noon today and I just <laughs> decided to show up. Like I wasn't gonna come out. So I mean I that day of support, I mean you caught me, you caught several other people. I saw you just running around with the phone in your face. So um, I really do think that like people roll out of bed and we're drinking coffee and eating and um, you know we're thinking about what they're gonna do for lunch and then started checking Facebook and like oh man this is incredible there's so many people down here and I think that really just helped kind of suck everybody in but yeah that was kind of gonna be my next thing that you brought up as far as uh, day of um, I know that the vendor booths were kind of set up according to hopefully have store frontage for the main street downtown business owners open and not blocked off. Um, what are some reports, I guess, on that and how, you know, food and retail also, you know, were, did they all kind of perform well up and down the line seemingly with all that traffic? I think for the most part, yes, everybody performed well. I'm sure there are some stores, you know, who maybe um, had had an average Saturday, sure. uh, depending on what type of business. You know, there's some types of business that you may not necessarily get walk-ins off the street for that are more appointment-based yeah. or, or things like that that probably didn't see much of a difference. But I think most of the retail and definitely the food, mm-hmm. um, I, I think definitely saw an uptick in, in what they were able to do. Um, it, it was that in my opinion, from all the feedback that I've heard, it was at least a very good Saturday, if not a phenomenal Saturday for everybody. Um, I think it was important, too, to space the tents out the way that they were spaced out. It was two tents, space, two tents, space, so that you could see the retail stores. You could catch an eye of, what's that over there? To head it to keep the people coming in and out of the stores and the streets and... I was going to say, we got hammered all day long. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so like 10. Wow. <laughs> and that was that was one area where I felt like um, Seth did a great job on the ground the day of the event, um, organizing the, the setup on that portion of it um, and being kind of um, 
the, the man on the ground when it came to, you know, where the vendors were going to go and where things were going to be. So it was definitely a joint effort all the way around from everybody. Yeah, and the bands as well too. That was uh, that was that was neat how he had it set up or how how it was scheduled as far as there wasn't a whole bunch of bands, which I think could be a, a, an addition for next year. But it would have been a lot to do this year. I think it was neat rotating the same band off two stages and only having like four or five bands total. But you had your crowd that was your HOB crowd that hung out at that beer garden for a while and didn't move all day long, you know. But then you had the crowd that was kind of more up towards North Main Street that was at Furnace Brewing or a couple other places as well, too, or those vendor booths, and they got the chance to see those artists as well, too. Then, um, of course, the Quest Center at at Holland and those two bands that kind of finished that off there as well, too. I think the... uh, the genres of music were well put together. I mean, you had your funk stuff, you had your folky stuff, you had your country stuff, um, you know, and then you had your funk dance band stuff at the end of the night. Uh, so, uh, you know, now, and I know it lasted, I mean, hell, the last band was still playing at House of Brews when I left it downtown at like 1030, and I think they were just jamming out until everybody decided to pass out or leave, you know, one, <laughs> one or the other, but... Uh, that's that band actually had three total sets that for the for the night. I don't know how that ended up, but uh, they finished it off on Main Street, and then um, I forget the name of the band that was in Holland, but uh, Scott McCreary in the mix. In the mix, that's right. Yeah, and they had a they had a fantastic set over there. That and was people well loved attended. it. Yeah. Dixon loved it. From oh, what yeah. I heard yeah. just how different and amazing, and how much life they brought to the party that late in the evening too. And also, if anybody who walked down over to where the chamber stage was and got to see the Buck Dancers, mm. that was really unique. And they brought a whole crowd with them um, from out of the county, you know, from all over the state of Tennessee, who they come and compete um, in that. That's their one of their annual events that they state do. State championship. The, yeah, the state championship. Yeah. So that was super, that was really interesting to see, you know, culturally um, for them there at that stage. That was really exciting. And they had their own, of course, music and costumes and all that kind of stuff going. So it was exciting because that got fresh eyes on Dixon a people who may not have been down here before and started to realize, oh, how much there is to do. Um, and after the event, we're able to participate in the festival. Yeah, and I, and that was a, uh, a Robert Spicer buck dancing. And Robert Spicer is a Dixon County native as Abs- well, yes. too. So, I mean, that was just really neat to kind of bring that home. And obviously, like you said, suck everybody from outside the county into that. And uh, it was all different ages as well, too. I zoomed down there and watched a little bit of it here and there. And um it's an interesting type of a dance, I'll say that. I can't, there's <laughs> no way I can do that. No, I, agreed. Uh, I, I didn't even really know what it was prior to, and I remember we were talking about it at the meeting. I was like, we talk, we say butt dancing? Is this, are we twerking? What kind of what, what kind of dance thing is this? But then, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. We had to Google it, yeah, we had to where Google. it originated in uh, Appalachia yeah. uh, style of dancing. Cool. So uh, it's fun to watch. Now, yeah. now that uh, the festival is officially behind us, um, I don't know if What's we're next? still cleaning up some parts, but um, insert the biggest deep breath I've ever taken. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Hey, hey, nobody was admitted to a mental institution. Nobody drank themselves to death. Nobody both yeah. remains to be yeah. seen on both counts. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I'm, kind of, I'm on the waiting list for the one down the street. Uh, it seemed like everybody survived um, for the most part, and, and even the attendees. I know I saw one lady pass out, uh, and, and the funniest thing was is I was supposed to pull the band off, but she passed out, and they stopped, and then all of a sudden I hear her scream from laying on the asphalt, 
play the music. <laughs> <laughs> and she's getting there fanned and like, okay, fine. So uh, I think everybody had a wonderful time. Um, yeah, not too many, you know, known hiccups really. I know that there were some cars that were illegally parked that we really couldn't get moved on the, the day of, but um, you know, as far as public knows, everything went as smoothly as possible. And uh, for next year, you know, what are what are some thoughts as far as how we can make it better? Maybe some more of this, or some less of this, or different time, or you know, what what are we thinking? I guess now that it's fresh in our mind, as far as um, what we can do in addition, you know, for another big blowout in the future. Well, like I always say, when you go into something new, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like we know what we don't know. So there's still things that we don't know, but at least we have a much better handle on <laughs> we know what some it is. Of what we don't know. Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 least can, I at least know what I don't know. So, um, but it was a learning experience for everybody. Um, having to get become an expert on random things that you didn't know anything about. Sure. Licensing, uh, licensing, licensing, jur- yeah, licensing. <laughs> music licensing music and various licensing. things like so that. So you can't even say. It. Yep. yep. Yeah. I'm trying to add that R in there. <laughs> licensing uh, Marketing, marketing, marketing. I mean, sure. so many different forms of marketing that I will change in the future in a positive way. I'll continue everything that I did this time. But um, one of the things that we noticed early on, especially when we were uh, starting in our new positions, was that the event itself was actually under the Wayfaring Facebook page, when in reality, since it was a DDA event, we should have had that under our own Facebook page, so I could run sponsored ads, I could do things like that, and right. really just own the event itself completely on social media, and maybe reach out to radio. You know, Chris Gad worked with us and did something in the Herald, and he stopped by one of our AC meetings and we clapped for him <laughs> when he walked in. I'm sure he was ready to leave. But, um, you know, working with all the different media outlets that we can and and uh, maybe even exploring different stations out of Nashville Jackson you know just like surrounding Dixon to bring people in right absolutely I think we can do all of that I think we can continue to work on the foundation that we have get more sponsors you know potentially um, you know even more musicians or you know exciting people locally and and also you know some headliners and things like that that we might be able to get um, at the future date even more so when it comes to um, vendors and various things like that so we've already had a lot of ideas in terms of what types of little um, I don't want to say little but little and big changes that we want to make for the future like Amanda brought up that you know um, uh, t-shirts and various marketing of that sort for the event we definitely want to do an even better job of because people were really excited about I think getting those things Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, as far as next year, I'm I'm super excited at the thought of what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. I think we can expand on you know some of the the different activities that we actually have the day of the event um, and bringing in additional activities in addition to the beer gardens and not just you know the beer gardens and shopping, but also maybe having some other activities that we're able to you know sponsor and bring downtown to, so people can participate in. Um, we're just really excited overall. Yeah, and you can, now that you know what it is, you know what the beast is, you can kind of, as the year goes on, as things pop up, like, oh, that's great, I'll get this person's contact information and maybe we'll use them, you know, at least you know the voids that can be filled and you can make those connections over the next 12 months, 11 months, you know, and instead of trying to put it all together in three months or however long it was, then, uh, you know, then it can just be that much better and you can kind of vet everything a little more wholeheartedly on that. Um Absolutely. Two things that I thought of and had asked me as well, too, were why can't we walk around with beer everywhere? Um, and are is this going to expand further up 
North Main Street at all. He's so the city into it. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> a, exactly. That's exactly what I said. I was like, don't ask questions. We're getting there. Let's just deal with what we've got now. Enjoy your beer inside this fenced area. And uh, I think that those would both be wonderful additions that we would absolutely be willing to, you know, to work with whoever we need to work with to make those happen. Um, whether it's next year or in future years. The city, I feel like, and the chamber both worked with us wonderfully and uh, really helped us um, kind of bend over backwards in a lot of instances to help us get things done um, in time for the event. So I'm really grateful to uh, to them for, for making that happen. And I think that those, you know, I can't promise anything because I certainly don't have the authority to do so, but I think those are definitely fantastic ideas that we have discussed and want to pursue. Cool. So it would be a matter of, you know, going to the right people and having those conversations and figuring out what kind of permits and licensing and various things that we would have to do to make that happen. Cool. Um, I think the event went great. Uh, From from discussed, you know, I think we've kind of aired everything out and we've gotten everybody in one room to kind of talk about the ins and outs of it. And uh, just really want to stress that this was a massive group effort amongst a whole lot of people and it was like like we've mentioned it wasn't just the DDA members it was the so you know the businesses as well too that decided to not complain or not pick it you know not having this thing and and donate their money as well too so it wasn't really just a the DDA and, and anybody you know contracted by them it was it was a full community effort to really cuz you can't if you're going to do something, if it doesn't have any support, it's not going to happen. So, I mean, it was it was both the sale and the wind at the same time that really made this thing go off. So, I agree with that. Yeah, the business owners, the last couple of days, I was going around speaking to a lot of the business owners down there. And everyone was really excited. And then the day of, everyone just put their big girl pants on and just crushed it. And it was a combination effort, literally, of so... Many people, I don't think words can express the amount of unity that came together on the day of to make sure that that festival got, yeah, as what was to be as amazing as it was. Between you know, and the other thing, too, Zach Brooks was out of town, yeah, uh, with Zach's music, and all of his people were there setting up stages and running music, and even you, uh, Michael, doing zipping around emceeing the event. Like, people stepped up the day of the event to make it happen. And it was it was amazing to watch, and it was amazing to be a part of. So many little pieces of preparation so too that made pieces. that day run smoother. Down to how how did you do the checks to get those ready for? Oh, the... we got them all ready. The day on day four Friday, we got together and signed everything, and um, and they were just ready to be picked up. Basically. Which is convenient because if all of us were going to be running around anyway, we had like a general location where the musicians were able to pick up their payment at the end of the night, right? And things like that. I mean, Absolutely. like, that that's something that I, I would worry about if I was a musician or if I was someone being paid that day, I would want sure, to. Sure, you wouldn't want to be jerked around. Yeah, and, 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 and preparation is one thing, but day of, you pull the ripcord and things fall where they may, and you just need people in place. What do you need me to do? I don't really know. Just be around. You know what I mean? It's just kind of one of those things. And I think that there was a not only the day of a huge support, but the day after, there was a large group of people that were out there picking up trash. You yes. know what I mean? And we were walking around picking up cigarette butts and you know pieces of stuff from vendors and trash and everything else and packaging that up. And it looked like nothing happened mm-hmm. um, really the day after. I yeah, mean, it, was, I, it, was, it didn't take us long to clean no, that up, really. No, no, we just started at the top and went down to the bottom and picked everything up and 
found some earrings and a couple other things as <laughs> well too. Uh, yeah, yeah found a, a 38 special bullet. You know, that was unshot. I don't know where we it came from, but talk about the fireworks. How was the fireworks? Oh yeah, and the fireworks was as well that? too. They, yeah. The fireworks was super fun. I love that. Very yeah. well professionally done. Yeah, no, the 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 pyro uh, shows did a great job. They did a fantastic job when they put that on. And um, no, I, I feel like the whole event, like you said, everything, everybody came together, and not just the business owners and the vendors and the various people involved, but also the community showed up. Like we could have thrown it and nobody mm-hmm. come, mm-hmm. and yet the community was so excited to be a part of it, regardless of you know any hiccups that we may or may not have had. Everybody showed up, and I feel like really had a wonderful time and really did. Um, you know, was was uh, inter- it was able to do all the things that they wanted to do. You know, there was something for everybody, from the families, from kids, for adults, for you know, singles. And so I was just really excited that I feel like it, we represented as a group, as a community, um, all of us represented Dixon really, really well. Yeah. And I was really proud of the whole community for showing up. Me too. Yeah. Thanks, Dixon. Woo Dixon. Uh, cool. Well, I think we've kind of knocked it out of the park. That was awesome. Thank you guys for coming in. Does anybody have anything else they want to kind of add in at the end? Yes, I'm thankful for our team, our DDA, Executive Council, and every one of the members. Everybody cool. has really gone above and beyond for this, and the future is brighter. We're going to have even more fun. We are really excited about the fall. Yeah, we're already <laughs> very excited. Yeah. Too many Easter eggs here. We're already planning Christmas. I'm so excited for Christmas. Yes, we've already Halloween. started talking about it. Yeah, so I think that this festival really sparked a fire in a lot of people within the association and outside of the association that uh, that this this group of people can really pull something off uh, special and not just during the summertime. So there's ample opportunity for different holidays that come about throughout the year that. Um, I think have kind of been underplayed and, and can really be uh, ramped up over the years to come. And, and now that there's an established association with people who want to participate, who want to pay, who want to have something to do to help, uh, I think that, you know, may the odds be ever in our favor on that one. So, um, cool. Well, thank you guys again for coming in. Thank you guys for listening. I truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, if you want to become a member of the Downtown Dixon Association, how can they do that? Um, well, they can email us, email Sherry here um, um, at, sorry, <laughs> what is your email address? <laughs> D, D, I set all these up, so I've got to say it. She's got it right. D Dixon A membership at gmail.com, just because mostly all, every DDA thing was ever taken. But you can also uh, message, message the Downtown Dixon social media, and I'll send you all the information on That's what I was about to say. Yes, Stephanie's going to post that on, on the, or yeah, she would be the contact if you message her. You can also follow us on Facebook, the Downtown yeah. Dixon page. And we also are um, in the process of revamping our website, downtowndixontn.com uh, there. So you can go there and we will also eventually have the information posted on there. So that might be the easiest way to do it is either to message us on Facebook or go to the website currently. Yeah, yeah ask any of us. We're all approachable and we're all very helpful and excited to have you join. Right. Absolutely. Just a big group of fun-loving, Dixon-loving people here who want nothing but good things for the community. Uh, and I'm glad I could get everybody together, kind of air this whole thing out, and, and while it's kind of fresh, and uh, give everybody some uh, thoughts of what's to come in the future, not just for the street festival, but for other other things as well, too. So uh, thank you guys again for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Peace.